And now, here's your host. Hello. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. This is going to be a very exciting episode. The Rosh Hashanah and Jewish New Year continues on Cindy's Celebrity Corner. And for those of you that are not Jewish, join us as you're going to enjoy many of our fall trends in food. We're going to discuss fashion trends, entertaining, and the change of seasons. So stay tuned. But first, I want to thank you once again for making our show one of the most listened to shows on 620 AM, 1640 AM, 93.5 FM HD. And I want to thank you from my listeners internationally who download us from iHeartRadio and Spotify, Apple and Google Podcast, out of Jerusalem from Jewish Podcast, Talkline Networks, and the other outlets you can hear us on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a time to celebrate, a time to reflect, and a time to embrace our future. So welcome into my corner as I discuss my Rosh Hashanah trends, my Rosh Hashanah traditions that many of you have been asking me about. For years, many of you have followed me on my blogs. You've seen pictures and videos of me preparing foods. You've even followed me through preparing needlepoints of challah covers for the high holidays with ram challahs and pomegranates. You watched me decorate sukkahs and do multiple tablescapes in different colors, different ranges, casual, formal. I've given tips on uh, cost-effective ways to entertain, how to entertain for an intimate group or a large group. But most importantly, how to enjoy and embrace the holiday, enjoy what the holidays mean. Because we're not just having a meal. There are reasons we are following these laws and traditions. I will update the articles with a brand new article that I will share on the website with some of the recipes you keep asking for. For example, my Rosh Hashanah kasha varnishkas, which include leeks and cabbage which are part of our Seder plate. This year, my trend, like many others, is going to be about sweetness. My name is Isil. I am sweetness. Well, to most people. So instead of going with the savory challahs, and uh, the savory uh, side dishes. I'm going to add healthy sweets, lots more new fruits. I'm going to add a little more honey. Maybe a couple more varieties of apples. But I'm going to feature the sweetness. After all, this is a very unique year, 2021. We all have to be thankful. We are alive. We are healthy. We actually can go shopping, prepare, eat, and daven, while others around the country are not so lucky. And with everything going on around the world, not only do we have to pray for ourselves, we have to pray for everybody else that we come through 2021 going into 2022 with a good year. We should all have health and wealth. We shall be blessed with fortune of good friends, good neighbors, our families, and may Mashiach come soon. 
because we really need it. We also should discuss, if we're talking about Rosh Hashanah, something about this year that's unique. Everybody's saying, Rosh Hashanah is coming out too soon. For me, Rosh Hashanah is not coming out soon enough. I love this month. I love the idea that we have so many gatherings, small or large. We have so many holidays that make us think and reflect of our own goals, our own agendas, how we can be better. Little things like picking up the phone and calling a distant relative or somebody that used to be a neighbor that now doesn't live so close. Maybe donating a little extra time to one of the local organizations that are desperate for help during these times. That's what makes the holiday special, besides all the food, besides all the new clothes, besides all the gatherings. It's thinking about how we could be better people, better Jews, and better to the world. And that's not just a religious thought. It's for all Jews from all backgrounds. I don't know about you, but my saddest day of the year, and I've said this before, is always the day after Sankhah Torah. Because after so many celebrations, that day seems like the biggest letdown. But then again, it's really the day that we start becoming better because we all can become better. There is no one perfect because if we were perfect, we just would not be able to improve and look up to Hashem and thank him for all he does for us. Again, I just want to thank you all. It's really a time to think. I also want to remind you that I will be sharing my 2021 Rosh Hashanah and holiday tips through my website. I'm going to have a couple of articles written about it. And if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to me through my various social media outlets, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on my website, Cindy's Corners. Stay tuned. Coming up, some more recipes, some inspiration, and l'chaim. Selling a home can be expensive and stressful. Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. Just ask Joseph M. from Brooklyn. Remax IQ made it easy. No for sale sign, I had offers in days. I saved $10,000 in commission and I was in contract fast. If you are thinking of selling, Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. To learn more, call 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. We're not a discount broker. We're Remax IQ. Speak with a top agent today. 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. Or visit RemaxIQ.com. Terms and conditions apply. Visit www.remaxiq.com slash disclaimer. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross, on our special Rosh Hashanah fall holiday special, going back to school for our non-Jewish friends, going into fall, which means change of routines. And a lot of the routines that we have involve our food. And I'm very happy our next guest is joining us. Many of you know her from her best-selling cookbook, Kosher Taste. But many of you also follow her on Instagram. She has one of the most popular Instagram accounts in regards to food and entertaining. And more than that, Amy Stopnicki talks about uh, things that inspire us. For example, 
I happened to go through her Instagram and she wrote something right before Rosh Hashanah last year, holding a homegrown zucchini, which was absolutely amazing. And she said, new year, new growth. What do you choose to focus on? Every time I look at this zucchini, I think about the majesty of Hashem. And I was thinking about a lot over Rosh Hashanah and how much beauty we have around us. And it goes on. How much beauty and all the positive, especially this year, since last time uh, we were celebrating the holidays, there was so much going on. Amy, thank you so much for being a part of my life. You've always proven to be a true friend. And thank you for joining Cindy's Celebrity Corner. Thank you for having me, Cindy. The feeling is so mutual. I really appreciate it. And I'm thrilled to be here. Well, what I love about your food is that it's easy. You have easy, quick presentations, even on your Instagram account. And you also stand up for a lot of causes. You didn't let COVID stop you. And you're in Canada. And you actually have an international audience. And uh, you're helping everybody. You were doing a lot locally in Canada. But you were using your voice through your social media internationally. So tell us a little bit about what you see are some food trends for Rosh Hashanah and fall 2021. Okay, so it's funny because I I definitely agree with you that I like to keep things easy, but I like them to be um, amazing, easy and amazing. I like people to be able to make something and sit down at their table and just serve it with pride and joy and see the people around them enjoying it always. For Rosh Hashanah, I I'm a little bit of a traditionalist, I have to say. I love doing things different. I love to bring something new to the table. But for Rosh Hashanah, I always keep some of my dishes like the traditional ones. Like if it was your favorite grandmother's brisket, happy to serve that amazing grandmother's brisket. And then maybe, you know, you bring it on with something new, a new fall salad. Um, now we're, we're not... Our, our Rosh Hashanah this year is actually coming a little earlier than the typical fall. Usually by Sukkot, we're like heavy into harvest season. Um, but I definitely like to keep the mix of the old and the new on my table for Rosh Hashanah. You know, it's funny you say that because every time I try, whether or not it's Rosh Hashanah or Passover or even Thanksgiving, I try to bring in something new and trendy and I experiment Everybody wants the old traditional. And my non-Jewish friends ask me, can you make me a brisket while you're at it or kasha varnishkes or, you know, whatever it is, because that's what we're known for. Yes, absolutely. And when people come to sit at a Rosh Hashanah table, I know you and I have talked about this and what food and entertaining and being together means to us. And it's so much more than just the food right? It's about the memories and the feelings and the vibrant, you know, at the table that you're sharing with your loved ones that you're around. So I have to tell you that when you say bring in new and trendy, a few years ago, everybody's trying to incorporate kale or cauliflower rice. I'm seeing a new trend this year in a fruit or vegetable. I know what I'm seeing. Tell me what you are seeing in Canada. It's interesting. I'm definitely seeing a lot of cauliflowered rice, like you're saying. I'm seeing a lot of spiralized vegetables and spiralized salads, and they're beautiful and they're easy. And there's even, I mean, I happen to have one of those spiralizers, which means that it makes your, funny, we're talking about zucchini. I love to do it with zucchini. Make zucchini ribbons and make a salad out of zucchini. But now there's also in grocery stores, you can like just pick up beets and carrots and zucchinis and I think that that's a really nice way to keep it, like we said, easy and amazing. It presents so beautifully. Really, really nice. So the trend I'm seeing kind of relates to what you're seeing. I'm seeing that like shred and that skinny and in the salad. You're seeing it with the spiral zucchini. I'm seeing yes. it with multicolored cabbages. I'm seeing a lot of yes. multicolored coleslaws. I'm seeing a lot of multicolored uh, dishes where... If they're not making stuffed cabbage, they're making meat and they're doing braised cabbages with raisins and craisins in it. So, that sounds delicious. Yeah, so I'm seeing a lot of that. Tell us a little bit how you got started in this. Um, so it's an interesting story. I started cooking as a teenager. 
unfortunately, um, for reasons that were were unfortunate, my, I had I had to take over in my house a little bit, and I started cooking out of necessity. But then I realized that I really, really love this. This was like a creative outlet for me, and I was like, "This is exciting, and I can actually, you know, do something and see people enjoying things that I've created." It was just like a, a an amazing feeling for me. I continued cooking for many years, and people said to me, you should be a caterer. You should be a caterer. You're a great cook. Can we have your food? Can we buy your food? I said, you know what? This was how the dream of a cookbook was, was born. I said, you know what? I don't think I could be a caterer, but maybe one day I'll actually write a book and share some of my recipes. And basically it spiraled from there. So I have to tell you, uh, you are also known as an incredible baker. What is the recipe you recommend for people to use over the high holidays? Okay, it's my Bubby's recipe. It's in my cookbook and it's on my Instagram. I'm a huge biscotti slash bread baker and fan. And the Bubby's bread from Kosher Taste is your go-to recipe. Not only is it amazing, but you can adapt it. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see sometimes I do it chocolate, double chocolate, white, add nuts, add maple, add cinnamon. But as a base, got to go with the Bubby's bread. That sounds delicious, and I've made it, so I know it is really good. Okay. You know I've actually made it Rosh Hashanah style where I've added in, like you said, walnuts, and I've added right. in fried apple bits. So you get that That's apple delicious. in it. It's really good, and That's I recommend a gr- Actually, I think I'm going to try that this year. That's a great idea. And it's, you know what? I sprinkle on top. I mix in cinnamon sugar, but also a little bit of pumpkin spice, so it has that fall feeling. That sounds delicious. Delicious. You see what I mean why I brought her on? Because her recipes are so adaptable. Now, a lot of people don't realize how much you've been doing during COVID with cooking classes through Zoom and discussions through Zoom. And I will tell you that once we get up and running, I had a pleasure. You know, people call me all the time, Cindy, who do you recommend for cooking and for chef for demonstrations? Amy uh, went to a very prestigious temple on Long Island in New York, and the rave reviews I got afterwards, one of the nicest, easygoing, gracious participants. They were so happy. So people, listen carefully. Get on our Instagram. Contact Amy. She will reach out to you. And if you're planning fundraisers in the future, She's the girl to do it. She has so many simple recipes. Also, Amy does a lot on her Instagram with her family, and she has a lot of adventures. A lot of her food is kid-friendly. You know, we talk about a lot of the traditional foods. Some of them are not so kid-friendly. What's in your fall repertoire? Maybe it's, you know, not even just Rosh Hashanah, for Sukkot, Simchas Torah, that is very kid-friendly, besides, of course, the biscuit. Okay. Um, one of my best and favorite recipes, and I make it for, a, I make it for Shabbat and I also make it for a lot of Jewish holidays, my meatballs. Kids love meatballs. And you know what? The secret, adults do too. So I love to do that. Actually, I really like, I find that, that ground meat in general, I have an amazing, Uh-oh. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. Okay. I find that ground meat is really a great go-to for kids. You can make meatballs. You can make a pasta sauce. You can make a chili. You can take. Okay. Okay. I find that when you want to make kid friendly food, um, ground meat is a great place to start. Not only do I love the meatballs, but you can just saute it. You can put it with hummus. You can make a, a meat sauce out of it, a spaghetti sauce. You can take phyllo and just take your ground meat and roll it make a triangle, make a square, whatever you like. It really is an easy go-to for meal prep. And it's funny you say that because I'm saying, seeing everywhere combinations of meat, both kosher and non-kosher. I guess the kosher chefs took it from the non-kosher, mixing in the veal, the chicken, the lamb, everything that we never would think of. I see some people even adding in the parv nutritional yeast to try to get that cheesy flavor. Yeah. And it's amazing. And because the holidays are so early, I know ground uh, beef is going to be really popular because so many people are going to barbecue on Yenta. I was going to say, like, 
kebabs. I mean, you can do the, the sky is the limit really with those with brown meat. I totally agree with you, Cindy. I think that, in fact, I know I'm actually planning and I usually plan the fancy dishes and all that. I'm planning outdoor entertaining. And I know a lot of people are, especially if we're going to be locked down, possibly in New York anyway. Oh, gosh. Yes. I guess we have to plan for all uh, kinds of situations right now. Yes. Yes. Tell us what you see as far as um, popular dishes using some of the new fruits we celebrate on Rosh Hashanah. Um, well, I don't know, I guess if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I am obsessed with boards. I love these entertaining boards. Um, I, and I actually, I don't know if I have a picture now, but I did a entertaining board for the Simanim for all of the special fruits and items that we eat on Rosh Hashanah last year. Um, I think this year we're going to take it up a notch and we're going to make individual Simanim boards for everyone at the table so that as we go through our we call it our Seder, not Passover Seder, but like our Simanim Seder, everyone can have and pick and choose what they like. Oh, you know what? I'm, I was going to do that too. Now you took my idea. Oh, really? No, no, Great, no, well, we can both do it. I was Let's thinking, what can do we it. do? I, I'm trying to think of how to be fun, make everything happy, because everybody is so frustrated still here. And of course, we have to talk about all the work that you do, whether or not you were helping food banks with COVID or, you know, children, you know, getting them entertained through cooking and stuff like that. Tell us some of the projects you're currently working on. So um, I was, I through throughout COVID, I really hope that I won't be doing this too much more. So many Zoom events and really, um, you know, I did for High Lifeline and I did for my dog, for my children's schools. And I did some private parties. I did some, some women just wanted like literally just to feel the togetherness. They felt, everyone felt so isolated through this time. Um, so that was a really, really, really special experience. You know, I did some shuls, like kind of the, like the demo that I did for, with you and your friends in Long Island for shuls here, just women that wanted, you know, to get together. Um, I tried to do in my private life some, giving out of, you know, special sandwiches to hospital workers and frontline workers and that kind of thing. I think we all tried our best to do something good for the community and the world at large. One last question. Biggest challah trend for Rosh Hashanah 2021? Honey challah with different flavors on top. People that we're going to do vanilla, cinnamon, Honey, like working with, you know, all of, all of the sweet, you know, and adding in crazy things like whatever, whatever, whatever you can that's sweet. Like you said, apples and dried cranberries. And we always do raisins. A lot of people do, but different dried fruits. You're right. I think this year it's going to be the sweet challahs versus like the brisket stuff of previous years. I really think right. people want sweetness and are looking for it. Again, where can our listeners and viewers uh, follow you? You have an amazing Instagram. You do incredible events. I know people are going to contact you. Tell us where we can find you. The best place to find me is on my Instagram, Amy Stofnicki. You can also find me at amystofnicki.com on my website. Thank you so much, Lashana Tova, and thank you so much. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And this is, again, the special Rosh Hashanah Jewish New Year special. And I have been asked by many of you a lot of questions regarding the Jewish New Year and some of our laws and some of our traditions. And I'm going to answer some of your questions. But remember that the best person to ask is your rabbi or the person in your area that handles your kosher foods and your uh, Jewish halacha or Jewish laws, whether or not it could be the head of a Jewish day school or uh, a Jewish organization that is tied to rabbis. This is just a radio show, but I will give you the information that I know. The first question I was asked is, what is actually the meaning of Rosh Hashanah? 
It literally means the head of the new year. And it is the beginning of the holy days for us, which uh, talks about the um, time when we look towards repentance and forgiveness that ends on the Yom Kippur. It is also the time we blow our shofar, which is our uh, spiritual symbol of the holiday. And it is a time where we do a lot of reflection, a lot of uh, thinking about how we can improve ourselves, show gratitude to our God. And it is really a very um, important time for us while we celebrate the beginning of a new year. We reflect on the past, on how we can improve. Our next question involves the symbolic foods of Rosh Hashanah. Now, remember, depending on how you practice and where you practice the holiday, uh, the foods are a little bit different. Sephardic Jews, those from the Middle East and from areas uh, south of Europe celebrate a little bit differently than those that are Ashkenazic, those from Eastern Europe and Russia. And today we're very lucky. We actually incorporate a lot of the traditions from both of the uh, groups into our Seder. We have a plate today, very much like we have in Passover, where we have foods displayed at the center of our table and prayers are made. And we can start by talking about the pomegranate. Pomegranates are celebrating the seeds and uh, new and unusual experiences. And it relates to how many seeds are in the pomegranate as it relates to how many mitzvahs or good deeds that Jews are supposed to follow. And it relates to the 613 commandments. Fish. Now, you see a lot of people talk about fish heads. And I know many of us, including myself, don't eat fish heads. And you'll see a lot of people actually eating the candied jellyfish as their symbol. But fish is actually symbolic for the awareness of God and the opportunity to do good. Carrots are for the desire of increased blessings. Honey represents the sweetness and the goodness of the new year. Green beans are for a fruitful year. Leeks, chard, beets, or spinach represent the symbols of pun to its ancient name. It means to cut off your enemies. And the leafy greens in particular refer to the idea of departure with our enemies. The challah round represents how the world goes around and all things should be good. Couscous with seven vegetables represents that God made the world in seven days. There are so many more foods that we could talk about, like dates and beans. A lot of people use black eye peas the same way that it is used in the South for good luck among many uh, black and minority communities. And gourds. There, the list is endless, it seems. The more you find out, the more it is fun to try and experiment in recipes and to taste. I mean, you see many people now trying for new fruits, all kinds of things like passion fruits and mini bananas. And I've seen gooseberries and uh, mini coconuts. So it's really a lot of fun to explore a farmer's market, a supermarket, wherever you are to see 
what we can incorporate into our Rosh Hashanah table. Thank you for asking. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. Once again, we are joined by Gabe Geller of Royal Wine. Uh, So many of you had questions that I couldn't answer, so I said, I'm just going to bring Gabe back and let him answer, and I'm so happy that so many of you are interested in so many wines and spirits, because Royal Wines also distributes spirits. So welcome back to the show, Gabe. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Cindy. How are you? Great, and uh, I am so excited to have you, because I just started my Rosh Hashanah shopping, and... I always tell people as they plan ahead, the first thing they should do is make a list, and the second thing they should do is buy their non-perishables. And wines and liquors are so much a part of the holidays, and they can buy it now, and they'll have it as good as the day they need it. So uh, help us shop. So people, a lot of people, especially who are religious, know that the high holidays and holidays that go after with Sukkot, a lot of it is related to wine and new fruit and harvest. So tell us what Royal Wine offers uh, that we could add to enhance our uh, table, but also our practices with uh, our Judaism and our religion with our holidays. Of course. So uh, regarding Rosh Hashanah, uh, we have uh, what we call the the the, the seder, There's the Passover seder, and there's the Rosh Hashanah seder. They're very different uh, from each other. Uh, the, the the Rosh Hashanah seder is much shorter, and uh, there are even even more differences between you know different families and uh, traditions uh, as to what we actually uh, eat uh, during that seder. And usually, it's focused around uh, uh, fruits, but also vegetables. Uh, that uh, that we eat and make special blessings. Uh, each of those blessings having a symbolic meaning uh, for the year ahead. Uh, one of those uh, one of those fruits, uh, one of the most uh, iconic, besides uh, the apple and honey, uh, is the pomegranate. Uh, Morad Winery uh, from Israel makes wine uh, from uh, from uh, from all sorts of fruits except grapes. Uh, one of those uh, one of those wines is uh, pomegranate, uh, the pomegranate wine from uh, from Murad, uh, which is uh, which is really delicious, uh, really made from uh, from fresh, organically uh, grown pomegranates in Israel. Uh, Israel is fantastic uh, region for growing pomegranates, of course, uh, in the Middle East, uh, and uh, and their uh, pomegranate wine is really delicious. Uh, you can really taste. Uh, the fresh, uh, the fresh uh, fruit that was that was used uh, to produce the wine, uh, and at the same time you have that uh, uh, you, you have that complexity that comes from uh, the fermentation, uh, and uh, and it really is a, a special experience and something unique and different, uh, you know, rather than uh, than always serving the, the the usual Cabernet Sauvignon and the Chardonnay, uh, you serve uh, you serve a pomegranate wine that really. Uh, that really takes uh, the, the Rosh Hashanah experience to another level. Of course, you can serve both the Cabernet Sauvignon and the pomegranate wine. And, uh, and that's what I would recommend. What? Excuse me? Cook, cook with the pomegranate wine. Braise your Of wine. course. It is delicious. Of course, a brisket, for example. Absolutely. In fact, I do share, and I have in the past, recipes using not only Murad's pomegranate wine, but the other new fruits, the passion fruit. I've even yeah, had for uh, Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so yeah. I, I just want to tell everybody, regardless of whether or not it's the Murad wines or whatever other wines with new fruits, you cannot make the Kiddush on those wines. You still have to use great, you know, the regular Kiddush wines. Not regular, they're all extraordinary. But these are the Shehakol Brachas. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, a lot of people, and that does not include me in this uh, particular case, uh, do make kiddush on uh, on Saturday morning, on uh, on whiskey, for example. Uh, so you could also uh, make uh, make the kiddush on Saturday morning on uh, on the pomegranate uh, wine or the other fruit wines. Uh, but that's uh, that, of course, depends on uh, on your own 
on your own family uh, tradition. I personally always use uh, wine uh, for Kiddush, no matter uh, no, no matter when that Kiddush uh, takes place. Well, as I said, you ask your rabbi, I ask mine, so that's how I got Exa- That's right. We have to talk about rosé because it is the biggest trend, and with tablescapes, especially mothers and daughters always want the pinks. So <laughs> tell us about the Baron Herzog rosé. Of course, so the Baron Herzog rosé, it's one of my favorite rosé this year. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that uh, just because. Uh, I, can, I can tell you that, for example, last year I did not like the Baron Herzog rosé. Uh, and I did not recommend it. I, I just, it, it didn't do it for me. And this year it's so good. It's so well made. The Baron Herzog rosé 2020, it's, uh, it's delicious. It has a, a touch of sweetness to it. Uh, so it's very refreshing, uh, very easy to drink, uh, simply, uh, simply a great choice, a crowd pleaser uh, to drink at any time, whether it is for Kiddush or whether it is for an, uh, a weeknight meal uh, or a meal with your, uh, with your family on the holidays. Uh, it's, uh, it's a fantastic uh, option and uh, the price is very friendly. Uh, depending on where uh, on where you you shop, it's going to be between nine to twelve dollars approximately. So you talk about uh, price friendly and easily available. I I know from experience from traveling and across the country and going to kosher neighborhoods and even non-kosher. You talk about Baron Herzog, the one wine that we really don't talk about a lot, but that really so many people associate with Baron Herzog is the Zinfandel. That's true. That's true. The Baron Herzog old vines Zinfandel. I mean, it, it seems to be almost as you know known among the non-Jewish community as the Moscato. I mean, but that is the one that everybody seems to know and, and really doesn't get talked about a lot. But sometimes the oldies and goodies are the ones we should follow the most. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's something I I, I discussed with you. Uh, the, in our in, in our previous show, uh, the last time we the last time we, you and I uh, you and I talked, uh, I was talking about consistency. I was talking about consistency about Chilo Winery, but I think that Herzog Winery uh, is also one of the most uh, consistent wineries out there. And the Baron Herzog Zinfandel is always reliable. Uh, especially, it's a, it's a very popular wine uh, in the summer. Hi, I'm Kevin Sorbo, and I always listen to Cindy Celebrity Corner, along with the amazing Cindy Gross. Welcome back to Cindy Celebrity Corner. It's Cindy Gross again here with our Rosh Hashanah Jewish New Year special. A couple more uh, quick questions I'm going to answer. Several of you have asked me about seeing people throw bread into lakes and uh, water and what is that all about? That is called tashlich, and it literally means casting off. And it's a ceremony performed on the afternoon of the first day of Rosh Hashanah, but it could be um, done actually through the month up until Hoshana Rabbah for us. And basically, during the ceremony, Jews say brief uh, prayers and cast off their sins of the previous year so that uh, they are basically cleansing themselves and hopefully getting a, uh, a reward, I guess, or that they're, they're asking God for a good year. So thank you for asking that because it is a tradition that many of us do. And uh, it does symbolize for us the idea of a cleansing. And our last question involves the shofar. The shofar is a ram's horn. And people want to know what it actually symbolizes. Many years ago, it was used as a symbolic uh, sound to call attention to a very important event, like an arrival of a king. Today, during Rosh Hashanah, it is used as a symbol for us to think about looking inward and repent for the sins of the past year. Traditionally, uh, Rosh Hashanah, up until the end of Yom Kippur, we actually close Yom Kippur with the sounding of the shofar. There are four sounds. 
and they are repeated for a total of 30 times. Thank you so much for your questions, and I look forward to sharing so many of my beautiful Jewish customs, traditions, and laws with you. And I want to hear from my non-Jewish friends what you think about what we do and some of the things that you do that might even relate to it. Because I love my holidays. I really do love sharing them. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner, our Rosh Hashanah special. Joining us now is a very unique Rebbitzin. And for those of you who don't know what a Rebbitzin is, it's a rabbi's wife. Because not only is she known as a rabbi's wife, she is a highly respected attorney. She's going to tell you a little bit of her credentials. But she's also a Jewish leader uh, sitting front row at fashion shows. She knows all the places and events to be seen at. Uh in New York City and um, in Florida. So, Rebbitz and Sarah Shalovitz Vohan, thank you so much for joining Cindy Celebrity Corner. And we should tell everybody they can join us every Sunday morning, 11 o'clock uh, Eastern Time, because we have an international group of women saying to Hillam. And you could explain a little bit about that. So first, tell everybody a little bit about you and what you do professionally, because you really have gone very far in your career. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so honored. So I'm a criminal defense lawyer. Um, I'm a former prosecutor. And I'm also licensed in um, various federal and state jurisdictions. And also I'm um, licensed in the United States Supreme Court. As an attorney, and we should say that your legal work has been uh, co- uh, followed and have been in the press, not only locally, but internationally. Even the Daily Mail has picked you up. So share with the audience your credentials. So I'm a criminal defense attorney, former prosecutor. I'm, all, I'm licensed in various state and federal jurisdictions, and I'm also licensed in the United States Supreme Court as an attorney. How did you get into fashion and you're a foodie and uh, you really live the life of a reality star in a lot of ways, even as even as a leader in the Jewish community, uh, you know, headlining a a temple on the Upper West Side, uh, cultivating a following internationally through your Tehillim group. So tell us a little bit about that. So it's very important for us Jewish women to be connected. So we have a Tehillim group every Sunday for the sisterhood of the Rabbi Vorhan Shul, which is my husband's shul. We have lists of sick people from all over the world. And we say Tehillim, we say Psalms for them, you know, for their refuah shalema, for their healing. And we have a lot of groups for the women, Torah classes and stuff like that. And how did you get into all this fashion? Because you, you, you know fashion designers, you are close friends with people who uh, actually coordinate f- events for New York Fashion Week. How did you get into all that? So I used to have a show called Legal Fashionista, which was a cable TV show about fashion. And that really got me into fashion. And, you know, I love clothing. I love modest clothing, sneers clothing. So now tell us a little bit, combining law, religion, and fashion, some inspiring words for this Rosh Hashanah, Jewish New Year, for those who don't know what that means, and for the month of holidays that we have, because this year uh, is, a, is a year that many of us are going to question who shall live and who shall die, uh, and who will you know, have success and who will have good health. Etc. So please share with us uh, some inspiring words. So it's been a very difficult year between COVID and then what happened in Surfside and so and Mayron. So much has happened this year. And it does say in the Nisan Tokev prayer, you know, Berosh Hashanah Yikasev, Uviyom Som Kippur Yechasemu, on Rosh Hashanah Rinyom Kippur, it's sealed, Miyachya, who's going to live, Miyamus. And it goes into various forms of you know, death, but we have to always be positive. As Orthodox Jews, we always have to be very positive. As it says, 
Techel Shana Vikililov Saha, Tatchil Shana Uvircho Saha. That last year and all of its curses should end, and this year and all of the blessings should begin. So every day, Hamachadish Bechol Yom Tamid Masabracious, Hashem, God, recreates the world every day fresh anew. And every day is a new, fresh, clean slate. So even if last year was bad or difficult, going through hard challenges makes us stronger as people, as a Jewish people. We've been through slavery, crusades, Holocaust. We've been through so much. And, you know, it has empowered us. It has helped us to be strong, to have a state of Israel. And we really hope that Mashiach comes this year, that, you know, that the ultimate redemption will happen. But nonetheless, we have to have faith, we have to wait, and we have to have hope that, you know, tomorrow's a new day, and that Hashem creates the world fresh every day. And Rosh Hashanah is a fresh start, a fresh new year, and it's a very important holiday for women because um, a woman's wisdom builds a home, and women, we are the cornerstone of the home, whatever home, you know, we have, whether you're married or you're alone or you have roommates, whatever it is, women have a Bina Yaseira, have an extra wisdom, and we have to use this to be positive and to try to start the new year with a fresh perspective. And there's three parts to the Rosh Hashanah, Davani. There's the Zichronos, which is remembering, to remember the... Um, the great deeds of our forefathers, Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, the forefathers and foremothers. And then Shofros, there's the, the famous part of Rosh Hashanah when we blow the shofar and we remember the binding of Isaac, that Kedas Yitzchak, and also the shofar for the redemption. Um, and Malchus, we have to also um, crown Hashem, God is our creator, and today, that day, Rosh Hashanah, is the birthday of the world. And that's the day where we crown God. Hashem is our true king. And he's the ultimate ruler. And God is perfect. And we have to always remember that, no matter what we're going through in life. So how do you explain, because we have a lot of non-Jewish listeners here, yes. and you work with a lot of non-Jewish people in your profession, in your neighborhood. How do you explain the holidays to them? Because... They know they see the round holly and they see apples, but they don't really understand the holidays and the meaning, what it really is for for Jewish people. Right. So a lot of people know what Rosh Hashanah is because it's the Jewish New Year, but they have the idea that it's like January 1st and December 31st, where it's a party holiday and you're popping champagne in the club. No, it's a day of prayer and reflection and it's a little bit somber because it's a day of judgment. And as an attorney, you know, like that's a very, but we um, are basically pleading our case to God, why we should be blessed with a good year. And we pledge to do better and we try to repent for what we did wrong. So it's a beautiful thing because we have a day of introspection about what happened in the past year. And it's very important. And if we wronged someone, we're supposed to try to um, get forgiveness. And it's a day of um, trying to make a fresh slate and start the new year in a positive way. You're always so positive. And that's Thank why you. I love, I'm so honored actually to call you my friend as well I'm as one of my Rebbitsons. Thank you. I'm so honored. And we always have beautiful you and I discussions about the Parsha and you're an amazing woman, Cindy. You do so much for the Jewish people. And I'm so blessed to have you as a friend, such a dynamic woman. So I have to ask you on a, a girl note, what are you preparing different? What kind of trends are you seeing? I mean, I know something I'm making different this year. What are you doing? Well, I'm going to pour a lot of honey into everything, into the tzimis, into the brisket, because we need sweetness. So a lot of sweets. And, um, but of course, not too much because that's not healthy either, but, um, you know, to put a lot of honey into everything and um, just trying to enter this new year where there's been a lot of losses this year. So to try to enter it as positive as possible 
and Hatsur Tamim Palo Kichal Dirach Mishpat, God's ways are perfect and we don't understand them. So we just have to trust God no matter what. That's a beautiful way to end our discussion, to be inspired. Rebitz and Sarah Shulovitz Vorhand Esquire. Please come back. You're always welcome. Again, it is the Fashionista Rebitzins to Hillam Group every Sunday morning, 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern time. But we have people uh, saying to Hillam with us from all over the world. I know we have from Europe, Israel. Where else have we had? London, Paris. Um, We have even from um, Gibraltar. We have in Jerusalem, in Mashaarim, in Harnov. And all over, we have people all over. We have Miami, New York, LA. Um, it's a Tehillim group that's worldwide. And we're praying for all the sick people. And unfortunately, I keep getting new names and the lists grow. But we've had a lot of people that have been on our list that we've been able to take off because they've gotten well. We've had miraculous situations where people had um, cancer and we prayed for them. And they now are, thank God, with the grace of Hashem, of God, are cancer free. Thank you so much for joining Cindy Celebrity Corner. Thank you, Cindy. Welcome back to Cindy Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And just like that, the hour flew by. I promised you great guest, great conversation, and lots of information to think about. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please let me know what you think. You can reach out to me through my website, Cindy's Corners, and email me through there. Or you can reach me and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Never miss an episode. Download it on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Jewish Podcast, and you can also listen to us through the Talkline Radio Networks. Thank you for joining Cindy Celebrity Corner where all our angles and points meet and where you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy the Celebrity Corner. Thank you and have a good night. Thank you for listening to today's episode.